Alright, 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 everyone. Welcome to your new favorite podcast with your boy Ab and your man Everton. Alright, um. Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 man. Um, so let's just get right to the shits. What did, let me get your thoughts on on Hawks beating Philly. Like, what did you think about um what did you think was gonna happen in the beginning of the series? What was your thoughts during the series and now that all the dust has uh cleared, what do you see? What do you see the future for both teams? In the beginning of the series, before it started, I had the I had Philly winning this. I had Philly winning six games tops. I thought they would overwhelm them with their size and be and Hunter being out for for uh, the Hawks. I thought it was really gonna hurt them this series, but Simmons and Harris they didn't take advantage of it. And I, I didn't think they were going to let Trey Young get off like how he got off. Like, I didn't think they were going to, like, completely just stop him. But I thought they could contain him. But turns out they didn't contain him, not, nothing. They got Kevin Herter getting off. I mean, I think both teams I think both teams is, like, going in opposite directions right now. Philly, over the summer, they're going to be looking for trades. And, I mean, right now, Ben Simmons' value is – Probably the lowest has been in his four or five years. So they probably won't even get as much as they should. And then Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta looking like they're on the rise. Right now they're playing with house money. They're playing with house money. Nobody expects them to beat the Bucks. So they're just going to be out there playing carefree basketball. And they're going to just, you know, like roll the dice. Me personally, I, yo, I'm with you 100%. Like, I really thought Philly's going to end it in, like, six, mm-hmm. uh, five, six. All I right. thought, um, I thought MB was playing like a, he's been playing like a monster this whole season. You know what I'm saying? Came in second MVP voting and shit like that. He would have been MVP if he, ain't, if he ain't missed those games. So, I really thought, and plus, you know, this team is clicking on all cylinders. Doc had them playing defense. I mean, they got three. I mean, all NBA, all NBA defensive players on the squad. I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be like, blow them out and shit like that. They had, they had everything they needed this year. You know what I'm saying? They had the shooting with Seth and Danny Green. They got the dynamic player with Ben Simmons at the at the point. You know what I mean? You got your superstar in Joel Embiid who was playing like a superstar. You know what I'm saying? Even with the meniscus, like the little uh, small meniscus tear. Um, yeah, man. Uh, shit. During this, during this, the series, I'm like, damn, I'm seeing them like doing stupid shit. As soon as they do, went to that hack of Ben, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. Give credit to Nate McMillan too, man. Nate McMillan's an actual. He's a really good NBA head coach. Um, he got a raw deal in Indiana. That's a fact. He had, he had the team. He had Indiana going straight to the uh, to the playoffs. I mean, they they lost to Cleveland with LeBron. You know what I'm saying they lost <laughs> LeBron twice. They right. lost to the Celtics, you know what I'm saying, and then they lost to the to the Heat. So it was like they lost every every everybody they lost to was in the conference finals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I mean, he turned the niggas around. Yeah, he turned them around and shit. So I'm like, I, right. um, but what I noticed is that he finally gets an uh, a all star in Trey Young. Cause make make no bones about it, like Trey Young is an all star, is a superstar. Um, yes, yes, right. he's really a superstar. Um. Like I should have known better because again I had I had coming from the first round I had New York which is my favorite team beating them, 
but they proved me wrong, of course. Um, if you look at Atlanta's team top to bottom, uh, top to, to top to bottom, and I think we thought uh, talked about this on a pod already, is that yo they are one of the most complete teams in the league. Like you want your defense, you want your defensive anchor. I got that in Kampala. You you need a superstar. We got that in Trey Young. You need shooting. We got that in Bogdan. You need a you need some some with Bogdan and um Kayvon. I mean, if you need shooting, if you need bench play, we got that in Louis and um Gallinari. You know what I'm saying? Plus, we got a good head coach. So they got every top to bottom. They had everything that you need to be a successful team in the NBA. Um, also, I mean, they, they GM came out and said verbatim that they they trying to duplicate the Warriors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they have, like, the Warriors East going on right now. But, yeah, man, Um, as far as, like, the series, my thoughts during the series, um, oh, man, it's like, yo, they, when they went to Hackabin and he was exposed with his free throw shooting, I thought that was it. That was, that was it for the series right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see in game five, only two people on Philly actually attempt, actually scored with Seth and uh, oh, second half. Yeah. I was like, yo, yeah, That's like, yo, we can't. That shit is embarrassing, bro. Um, yeah, man, the shit was, shit was crazy. Like, and you know, I don't, know, I don't even know what to say. And you know what? And Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta is getting back Cam Reddish for this series too. Mm. Cam Reddish, he's been, like, he been out for a few how, months. How effective can he be though? How really? How how that much effective can Cam Reddish be? Like coming up from the injury, I mean, I he think he get no practice in. Right. I mean, is it? I mean, you coming, the, you coming straight into playoff basketball? At the least, is another wing body because okay. Cam Cam being known for a few months. Uh, I, I'm still playing him over Solomon Hill. <laughs> like that's what that's like. That's what he's been playing as the backup wing. Um, well, actually, okay. Hill was starting until the last two games they put in Herda, but Hill was actually starting. So, I'll. I would definitely play Reddish over Hill off the bench just to see, you know what I'm saying, like what Reddish could bring. I mean, what do you, I mean, they playing against a team, Milwaukee. You're gonna need you're gonna need some wing defenders for Middleton. So, because Herder, Check and Middleton, I don't I don't like those odds. I don't I do I do not like those odds. And Collins gonna have his hands full guard in Giannis. Alright, so if you alright, so let all right, so let me finish with let me finish getting my shit off about Philly. Alright, so Philly completely needs to get rid of uh they gotta they gotta they gotta I mean they gotta get rid of Ben at this point, man. Like yes. um, I learned I learned something new about Ben actually in a, on a, another podcast I did um my boy Sam D. They they was talking about they were discussing how uh Ben's father has a lot of influence on him and he's like conditioned him to believe that you you got it. I mean, because Ben's father played in the league, I believe, and has been instrumental, and he has instilled in Ben that he is he could only get better on his own time. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of babying going on, a lot of coddling going on. So Ben's been coddled and baby his whole life. Even now, a report came in this morning. Steve Nair reported that somebody from the Sixers um, organization was like, "Yo, Ben does not work, and he's extremely coddled by his by his family. Like everybody around him." Is only his family, so it's like, damn, right. like you know what I'm saying? How, how? And then another report saying that Doc was like, "Yo, he's gonna work with Ben." 
he said that last year and look what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what else, how, how, how else that, that experiment is going to go. Like, at this point, yo, you just got to give him up. Give him up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, um, yeah, like I said, like a good, like a good trade, like I said earlier, was like, if you get Claxton, Claxton, Torian Prince, and Garland, you know what I'm saying? You got some young guards, you got a, got a defensive um wing player you know what i'm saying that's just that's just something i'm i thought about but um yeah man going now as far as this bucks hawk series now to me the bucks will let you win like they'll give you every opportunity to come back in a game bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying like as as we see like as, as like if you're gonna if you're gonna on paper right, the Bucks versus Hawks. All right, what does the what do the Bucks have over the over the Hawks? You will say okay, they have the best play on the court right, which is the Greek Freak, but his game is limited right. Even with a limited game, he's still the best player on yeah, the court he's, right. He's still the best player on the court. Yep. Yeah. You'll say okay, they have the better defense right. Right. All right, so. Best player, better defense. Do you say that they got the better better head coach? I don't like Bud in the I, Bud been bad to me in the playoffs since since the Hawks. So I I'll I'll, 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 okay, I'll so give now, that to um Nate McMillan. Okay, so now let me go to the Hawks. The Hawks have everything. The Hawks have shooting plus they play te- a good team defense. Both these teams has been rated top three in defense for, for these playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what well, to me, the strategy for the Hawks is like, yo, just get, try to get, uh, try to run pick and roll with Brooke Lopez because Brooke Lopez is going to, is going to play drop down coverage mm-hmm. and that's where you kill him. That's exactly where you kill him at with the pick and roll with Brooke Lopez. Um, How you feel? How you feel? Yeah, I think, I think the Hawks going to, they're going to look a lot at what, Brooklyn was doing to Lopez and try to emulate that same like type of strategy with whoever Lopez is guarding, which in this series, being that they play a, tradi- a traditional five, he going to be on Capella. So that's going to be a lot of problems right there because him and Trey get a lot of alley-oop action going with that two-man game. And if he, if he playing drop coverage on Trey Young, then – Trey Young gonna have a big night if he coming out. Yeah, that's why Drew Drew Holiday he got to be way better than he was last series. But last series, even when Carry, I thought he was gonna pick it up after Carry went out because then you know like his he don't got to be chasing around Carry on defense and get tired. Even when Carry was out, he still was playing bad. So I'm like, damn. Like even like I picked the Bucks to win. I picked the Bucks to beat the Nets and. You know, uh, Kyrie and them end up getting hurt, so that you know that don't really count. But out of the teams left, I think I think the Bucks gonna win it though. But yeah, why do you why do why did you pick the Bucks to to beat a, to beat Brooklyn? To beat Brooklyn? Yeah. To well, like before the series, they didn't end up doing it. But what I thought they were gonna do was impose their will in the paint, which they. They didn't even use their size advantages. They, they, they used it like game one, 
like the first two quarters, and then he just went away from it. It just was like crazy thing to see. But the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks got everything, and that was and that was and that was before Washington got hurt too. Um, yeah, but the Bucks bench, the Bucks are real top heavy in terms of like Middleton and Giannis carrying the carrying the whole load, like. Like Drew disappeared, he, like he disappears at times. Even though he came up big in overtime, but like yeah, Drew yeah, disappear, Drew disappearing on you, Lopez are disappearing on you. So it's like, mm, you know what I'm saying? I mean, anyway, right, let's talk. Let's talk more about that last series. Let's talk about more about that last series of Brooklyn. What do you think Brooklyn needs to do in order to retool up this off season? Hmm. I think. Well, number one, they gotta get healthy. Then number two, I think they're gonna end up. I don't think it's gonna be hard for them. I think, I think it'll be easy because you got those three players, and then I think they're gonna get like the same way how Lamarcus Aldridge wanted to play with them. Uh, you know, uh, veteran small player. In the summertime, I think that's the same thing gonna happen. Like you're gonna get people that's gonna want to play with them for this once in a lifetime opportunity to play with these three generational players. And they gonna come sign for cheap, but they just gotta get like you see like oh what's the name what's the name is afraid to two Bruce Brown I think they need I think they need to resign him, but yeah they need, everybody's a free agent except for um the yeah, top three like and um uh, Claxton right yeah Claxton and the, yeah Claxton is still on the contract yeah so they they gotta figure out what they're doing with Jordan because I think he got one more year so. They gotta figure out what they so do. Honestly, yo, they need to. This window, you gotta treat this shit like it's real. Like it's like, do it's like do or die. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know what the Lakers. No, yeah, are every do. year, every year you gotta go for it. Always scheming. Every year you gotta go for it. Yeah, the but Boston's Boston look like they scheming. So yo, you gotta go for it. And I'm saying, and then one thing that you need to do is get is trade Joe Harris away, though. I'm sorry, you gotta trade him away. I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna change. I don't think they're gonna change. Yeah. Son, even though he, he, had, stung, he stung it up for real. He had, son, he had two Kerr moments, bro. In Game Three, he had two Kerr moments, and in Game Seven in overtime, he had another Kerr moment. But that's three Kerr moments that he stunk it up, bro. Like <laughs> nah. that's the worst I ever saw him look. But I know just off the rip. Them three stars, they gonna want him on. They gonna want him out there just because he creates so much space. You know what I'm saying? Like for for them to do. You know what I'm saying? Like do they ISO shit and all that? And yo, don't be surprised. You see another yeah, like just like you said. Don't be surprised. I'm with you when you say yo. Don't be surprised another vet signs with them because though it seems like the league has a lot of admiration for KDs. Like they love like the players. I'm talking about. They yeah. love KDs. They love KD. You know what I'm saying? So don't be surprised. Like, yo, like I was looking at the free agents list for, for this year coming up. And I was like, yo, what do the Nets need, right? They need height. They need defense. They need toughness. And somebody that can hit a shot. And nastiness. They need nastiness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's the perfect, who would be the perfect candidate? Kelly Olenek. I like Kelly. I Kelly like Olenek, son. He brings all of that. Yeah, I like I mean, he's not a he's not a defensive stopper by any means, but he's a pest on defense, and he can hit a shot. And uh, Kelly, he's good at drawing charges. Also, he 
He's he he always he always sliding there trying to just charge. So that's that's actually good. And he go and he and he fit with what they want to do on offense actually. So yeah, he's, just, he's not a liability on offense. The, exactly, he can space the floor. But the thing is that he's making nineteen mil last last season. So oh yeah, I mean, I think Blake Blake is gonna sign back for the low because again yeah he, Blake. I think Blake. I think I think Blake comes back. He it looked like he had a good time there. Like you know, shit. They they used him the best they they that they could use him, given that they had to play him at center. So plus, Detroit is on the line again for for uh for twenty nine mil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He get he's getting twenty nine mil again again this year from Detroit. So it's like like I don't really need. You know what I'm saying I could just go for the mid level. And just ball out. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if PJ Tucker signed with them too. I'm gonna just throw it out there. PJ, nah. I mean, that won't be shocking. Being with his, he got him and James got a strong relationship. Yeah. Him and um, Harden got a, him and him and him and Harden was real close. So that wouldn't be shocking. Him and KD has him and him and KD got um, a relationship. Um, but if Milwaukee go on to win it all. Like I think they're gonna do, and and they gave up a first round pick in that deal for PJ Tucker. I don't think they're gonna try to let him get away that easy. Cause he just bring all the intangibles like to your team, like that you ain't never gonna see in the stat sheet. You know what I'm saying? Like, eighteen need one of them PJ Tuckers, and everybody need uh, one dude like that. All the championship teams, you know, have have somebody like that. Yeah, so you need somebody that's gonna do that dirty work. Who's going? You know what I'm saying? Who's gonna get in people's faces, play defense, gritty, keep the superstars clean, die for loose balls. He was exactly. He was keeping. He was keeping possessions alive. Was smacking the ball as far around on like you know what I'm saying. So yeah, you need somebody like that. All right. Um, enough about the nuts though. They ain't. They ain't. They ain't. They ain't um, unfortunately, they denied uh, advance to the Eastern Conference. So. What do you think about the Suns and Clippers? Well, matter of fact, yo, let me get your let me get your thoughts about that last game, the Clippers versus um Utah game six. Utah. See, that's good. You good thing you brought that up because um what's his name? Talu. He continued he continued exact he continued doing exactly what I what we was talking about last week. Before we got on air, we was talking about um his adjustments and I was talking about how he subbed out the bigs and put in all forwards and that that shit hurt that shit hurt Utah in game six Terrence man 39 points and that's who Rudy Gobert was guarding and every time they kept kicking it to him another he had like seven or eight threes yep and they was like seeking out Rudy Gobert yep 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 Yep, yep, yep. So, so Reggie Jackson and Pete, um, Paul George, they, every time now they were just they was attacking them. Yo, that's my thing with these. But that's my thing with these with these with these NBA awards. I think they should need to push back these awards to after the finals, though. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they it, it'll, it'll be good for the players as well because like they don't need that type of scrutiny. Like for a defensive player of the year, dog. You are a liability on defense, dog. On every aspect of defense, whether it be pick and roll, you was dropping down, getting killed. 
whether it be closing out on the three-point line, you was you you wasn't closing out fast enough. Whether it's protecting the paint, you didn't get any blocks, and they was going up your chest, literally going up your chest. Guards, guards and forwards are going up your chest, dog. Uh, whether it was defensive rebounding, dog, you the biggest person on the court, you only had ten rebounds. Like, what are you like? What are you what, like? What are you telling me, son? This is supposed to be the defensive player of the year, son. That's why. I, and like, they challenge you at the rim. It's crazy. They challenging you at you're seven feet tall. You got six three, and like six five. Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann challenging you at the rim, bro. Like come yeah, on, man. On, they put on the clinic against against um, Rudy Gobert. I was just like masterpiece. That's the thing now. Like if you're a big man and you only <laughs> and you can't come out there in space. And defend like in today's league. I mean, in the regular season, you are gonna get away with it. Yeah. But of in the playoffs, when you playing the same team over and over, it's not gonna work. That's what I'm saying. Like, like a dude like Bam, like, like you would never see Miami play, and like the 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 opposing team is like looking for Bam on defense. Like, you, like you don't look for Bam on defense because Bam could switch that and come out there and guard you. Like, no, he could guard wings all that. Yeah, but Rudy, like the same thing. Like when people play LA, like they're not looking for Anthony Davis. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm saying, like know. you're not looking for AD. You're not looking for Ben. You're not looking for Draymond. Like yeah. those, like you know what I'm saying, those bigs where they could defend you. Like, but people are looking for Rudy Gobert. That's like, just I never, I never seen that before. I don't think I have seen, I have seen that before, bro. Like a defensive player of the year be a liability on. His one-dimensional talent, bro. Yeah. Like he's a defensive specialist. Yeah, that was exposed on defense. Like yeah. you think going forward, teams are not going to be like, all right. And plus, yo, you couldn't close out to the shortest part of the three-point line. Oh, like, to the corner, son, like, corner, corner three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, son, that's the shortest part of the yeah. three-point line, bro. Like you couldn't yeah. close. Like come on, fam. He's nah, so. Nah, nah. He's so like it's like mental like he he's so used to like guarding a center that like I can help him recover all the time, but now when he got to go to the three point line he can't help him recover that shit that shit fucked him up, and it don't help that the other dudes on the court they need him to help like yes son you ain't see it was a, it was a point where where Jordan Clarkson. Had I think he had Terrence Mann and uh, Nicholas Batum. Nicholas Batum was on. He was shading. No, Terrence Mann was on the wing at the three point line, and Nicholas Batum was shading at the top of the key. He didn't know who to guard because of fucking um Rudy Gobert, son. Because <laughs> he was like, son, like I got. Yeah. He had to stay in the middle because he didn't know. If the because it was like yo like who do I like who do I check? Shit is crazy, bro. Yeah, but you like, talk, yo, they, shit is crazy. They need, to, they need to start giving these individual awards out at the end of the season. Like yo, kids, don't don't make me like I ain't forget about you. I ain't, like what <laughs> like what MVP gets blown like gets swept, bro? Like you dead ass, bro. Like what MVP gets swept? You know what I'm saying? And then on top of you getting swept, you do a bonehead technical foul, bro. Oh, yeah. If that was anybody else, they would have got killed. 
They would have got killed for that. Let that have been Braun or Joel. Yeah. We would never heard the end of it, man. But he, you know, but he getting a pass. Nobody's talking about that. It's all it's all about the perception. People don't look at Joker like he a dirty dude or you know, like that's just how the that's just how the game go. But honestly didn't even see Denver beating Poland. So I, me personally, I, I thought Poland was gonna win, but they just they just were so bad on interior defense that it just like they just lost off that. Poland lost be also because it was like Cats was like watching Cats was watching Dan on the court. Cats on his own team was watching him so much that they forgot how to play basketball almost. Like you see Roko Dan missing dunks, CJ forgetting what he had on the court. Like nah, fam. Like I like I fucked that up, man. I really fucked that up. Shit, they was putting Roko in bad spots too. They had him guarding Jokic. I was like, <laughs> I was like yo. Jokic these head coaches, a... these head coaches be like, I don't know, man. But yeah, right, so going, so going back to the Suns Clipper series. Like, all right, so it's, the Suns are up one, right now. Yo, did you see D book? Pulling out almost a, a triple dub. Yeah, nah, yeah, he got it. He got the triple dub. He got the triple dub. Yeah, he, yeah, he ended up getting it. He, he, he was in, he was in on um, rare form game one, and he started out slow. That's the crazy. He, he started out slow, and then he just, he just turned it up, something different. And it's a good thing to see like new teams instead of like the same Curry, LeBron. You know, like. It's a good thing people get to see a player like D-Book because when you just buried away on teams that don't go to the playoffs, you, people kind of forget about you and think, oh, yeah, like these dudes. There's a lot of dudes that could play like how D-Book was nice. You just need an opportunity to get on that stage. Yeah. And he taking he taking full advantage because we all watching. Everybody watching, just like tonight, we all going to be watching. And he got to, you know, he trying to, he trying to, you know, Make his way in this league as one of the top players. I like, I like, I like um, Phoenix chances tonight. I like Phoenix chances tonight. Yo, the crazy part is that if Phoenix, if Phoenix does win tonight, LA is gonna have them right where they want them. Too <laughs> <laughs> old. That's mad funny. Yo, that's LA is gonna have them right where they want them. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's that's some craziness. And and speaking of Clippers, yo, I'm so I'm so happy for poor George. Poor George. He uh actually like yo at the beginning of the season I had him pegged for like an MVP candidate because I didn't like the way like I didn't I didn't like like I really don't like when Twitter like start to like gang up on a player using the same tight ass narratives and shit like that without putting things in context. Like, yes, Paul George did what the bed last season in the bubble. But if you want to put it in context, the man did not want – the man mentally did not want to be there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he really checked out mentally. And also the prior season, the past when he was in OKC and they got bumped, the man was dealing with two shoulder injuries, you know what I'm saying, to both shoulders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that was – that's like – especially for like a shooter and a scorer like him, that is a little bit that was detrimental to his game, but I'm happy to see like you know what I'm saying he he actually 
took the leadership role while while Kawhi is out. Kawhi is out. And another, and I think another, and I think another thing that handed his game is that him and Kawhi shared the same space on the court. You know what I'm saying? They're essentially the same player. You know what I'm saying? So while he's deferring to to Kawhi. It's like now he's relegated to being a spot-up shooter, which that's not his game. You know what I'm saying? That's really not his game. He got to get the ball. He got to get touches to, to get hot. And then, boom, like, you got playoff feet. Yeah, they needed they need to rock in the same spots. It's just so it's, it's like you see, like, how, for example, like how LeBron and AD can play off each other yeah. because LeBron is playing like a guard with the ball. AD is like the big. So they could play off him, pick and roll, dump it to him. Kawhi and PG don't play off each other. Like, they don't never have actions, like, involving them too. Like, so, yeah, I could kind of get, with, like, what you mean. They just both – neither one of them is, like, trying to be facilitator. Well, they got to they gotta do it more now. But defensively, that's what people thought it was going to be, like, even better than what it was, like, when they first – when they first got that trade, they was like, oh, my God, PG and Kawhi on, on the wings, you're not going to be able to score. It just niggas ain't really been strapping up like that. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Yo, what do what you think about that injury? Like, do you think they hiding the fact that he had, like, a partial tear in his ACL? You think, like, it's worse than what they what they claim to be? Or you think, like, they just being cautious? I think – I don't think he t- I don't think he tore his ACL because I think if he tore his ACL, it would have already been out. Like, yeah, he's out for the playoffs. No, 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 like a light, like a like but, a like a strain. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, definitely, I I definitely think he strained it or something. He he did something to it. I think he strained it, and then you know they don't want to just say the word ACL like. But I think he strained his ACL because they still have hope for him to play in these series. Like, if he tore that shit, they would have been no, they would have been put it out. Like, yeah, he's tore ACL. You're gonna re- rehab. But I think they trying to hope that the series go on long enough where they could kind of get him back. But if I'm, I mean, for Kawhi, then I don't think, I don't think, I, I don't, I think he should just chill, man. That's that's a tough thing. To, that's a that's that's a tricky thing to play to like play with. Them them strange and shit. ACL, he fuck around, come back. Boom, then if he get hurt, then that shit fucks them up for next season as well. So, I mean, right now, the Clippers need to have a mindset like, yo, listen, we down Kawhi, they down Chris Paul. We need to try to steal game two. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we're going to see tonight. We definitely going to see tonight. How the hell long is Chris Paul, Chris, Chris Paul going to be in protocol, bro? Like, what the fuck? They, don't even, they, like, they didn't even say, like, how long. They just... I know they he out tonight. Like, ain't that shit like ten days? Like, what the hell? Them shits be different. Them shits be different. Like, them shits be different. Like, like I've seen like early in the year. I seen Michael Porter Jr. get one. His shit was like fourteen days. I seen other people get ten days. Then when I seen Porter get it the second time, they put him for twenty one days. Damn. So, yeah, it's like that shit varies. And then he the one who had COVID. Chris Porter one who caught COVID, so I don't know if that's longer than just being around somebody that tested positive. So, and it didn't help them that the fucking Utah Clippers series ended before a game seven. <laughs> like, I know they wish they would have had that them extra extra few days with him in the protocol, but 
If they if, if they go up 2-0 without CP, they're going to be having a lot of confidence. But, but yeah, but can but like the Clippers went 2-0 the first two rounds and came back. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's like eh, like dog, you need eventually this shit you need CP. I'm saying, like, I don't know. I like, I really don't have Milwaukee peg like anointed to win the chip, just like everybody yeah. else, because I don't trust their basketball IQ. <laughs> and like, the teams that's left are all better coached, they have better coaches, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have definitively better coaches. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. They settle, you could, you could, you could lull the Bucks into playing your type of basketball. I'm looking at like a Milwaukee. I think it's gonna be Milwaukee and the Suns, and the way Giannis playing, Jay Crowder too small. Bridges like they don't have like outside of Aiden, they don't have no length on that team, and I don't think it's gonna matter until they play against Giannis. But we're gonna see. I think the Suns gonna beat anybody except for the Bucks. That's just. Well, I saw that deal, but that Suns defense is something crazy, y'all. I saw in games five and six versus um, LA, they were looking like ghosts, bro. They looked like ghosts on TV. Yeah. It's how fast and how energetic they were. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that team is really energized. They play really smart and they play together. Only thing you know is, saying? the Bucks have way better spacing than us. Like we out there. Nah, I'm talking about like on the on the, on the um Lakers, they could kind of they or not kind of they shrunk the court completely on us because they okay. just felt we couldn't shoot, yeah. so and we couldn't. But Bucks gonna be out there with people that can hit outside shots. So I mean, they gonna need the help. What's the name? Jay Crowder, because Giannis coming to the lane with all that length. I wouldn't really put Jay Crowder. I'll try to keep Jay Crowder on Middleton. So Middleton is the killer. So then that's Bridges, the killer, bro. So then you are gonna put Bridges on? He he Bridges even Bridges like two ten. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Like yeah, man. I don't know. That's a hard one, bro. Because I don't really like the Bucks as coach like that. I don't like Bucks their philosophy. Right. Like I can't see yeah, any philosophies. Huh? And then I mean, what's the name? That's a, that, I mean, like that'd be a good matchup because. Drew Holiday, like if Chris Paul is playing, mm-hmm. which which he would would be playing if it's the finals. Him and him and Drew Holiday, that's gonna be a good matchup. Both of them dudes is gritty, tough dudes. And, you know, Chris be trying to muscle people, and Drew not having that. Yeah, that that's yeah, that'd be a good series. Uh, Definitely. All right. So last thing, what about this? Um. So it was LeBron basically versus the NBA. LeBron came out and said that, yo, he told Cats that injuries is going to happen. And even there was a report that said that injuries actually increased by, like, 3% during this uh, NBA season. Who do you think is, like, who do you think is to blame for all the injuries and and whatnot? Do you think it's the league or the players for not actually putting a foot down and starting the season later than, than Christmas Day? I mean, you could say a little bit of both. I think, I think like, um, initially, like, when they first started, that whole 
after the bubble when they first were saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, we want to start the season in January and all that. But then Chris Paul, you know, he's the president for them. And, you know, he doing them negotiations and they and then they figured out if, if they were to start the season later, the players was losing money. The, the, the players was losing a chunk of money starting the season later. So what happens? You know what happens then? Yeah. Let's let's get the ball rolling, <laughs> like yeah. because the players they're gonna complain all they want, but at the end of the day, if they really didn't want to play from the start date, they wouldn't have played. They just would have lost money, and they don't want to lose money. So I mean, as as much as we could say that you know the NBA, yeah, you know they want the business to run, make money. Of course they do, and the players do too. So it's a give and take. I. I can't just blame the league. I gotta put blame on the players too, cause they put money over, over they, over they um fucking recovery. What it was seventy one days after the championship, the season started. That's like that's the that was the fastest turnaround, not in me history in sports history. Seventy one days to the new season. So I mean, it's a little bit of both. So now, now the season is starting back on its regular time. Starting for the next season, so everything going back to normal. But the players got to take better care of their bodies. They got so much money and all these resources available. They need to do what's the shit like that. They yeah, they, yeah, they need to spend, spend, spend that money on spend that money. Yeah. Especially, you know, what I'm saying your your body is what's making you all this money. Put some money back into your body. That's no doubt. That shit is true. Like Braun, Braun puts a, uh, upwards of like one million dollars into his body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and between each offseason, so. right. And then even when he just got hurt, it wasn't even him getting hurt. It was a grown man falling on his leg. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Solomon, <laughs> a grown man fell on his fell on his ankle. That's how he got hurt. It's not like he got hurt coming down wrong. Like a grown man fell on his ankle. So I mean, like without like that's just a freak accident. These other dudes just getting. Injuries just playing like nobody touched him and they just going down. Yeah. All right. So you a Lakers fan, right? Right. What do you? How do how how do Lakers retool up this this off season? How does LeBron, the GM, retool the Lakers? I think we have to. Number one, we got to get shooting. That's number one. Because you can't have a roster with Anthony Davis and LeBron James as your two best players and you don't put shooting around them. That's number one. Number two, we have to get rid of this too big shit. This, we, it just got to stop. We got to stop playing. We got to stop playing these, all these bigs with AD and then like, he don't have no space to but work. AD doesn't want to play the five. This is what I'm saying. He says he doesn't want to play the five. LeBron, gotta have, LeBron and AD got to sit down and talk and listen. This is the same thing with Miami. Miami figured this shit out seven, eight years ago when they moved Chris Bosh to the file full time. Like, this is the best way to get your star space. Like, Chris Bosh played the five for the, for the, you know what I'm saying? After the first year, Chris Bosh was the five for the next three years. Like, that's how you got to play. You got to have one big, and then, and then your power forward got to be able to play the, the three and the four, which LeBron could do. Like, that would be AD best. Way to play as the five. You know what I'm saying like, and then we that way we could get one extra shooter on the court. 
Like all Andre, like when we played Phoenix, it looked disgusting. Like I'm I'm watching it, I'm like, this like this is the most disgusting we ever looked like. Fuck the score. <laughs> like the way like the way Phoenix was guarding us was like when you in the park and you like and you know like when they pass it to the dude and he shoot and you like he with us. They did that yeah. to everybody on our team. <laughs> everybody that took a shot, they was like, he with us. Like they was leaving all them Lakers open. I was like, nah, this 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 next year, this cannot go on. This this cannot go on. We got a lot of work. A lot of then I just saw some report earlier that Lakers Lakers might reach out to Carl Anthony and free this year. Whoa. I'm like, man. <laughs> all right. I read that like, man, yeah, listen. All right. Yeah, all right. Like, yeah, I get Carl Anthony. All right, no, 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 no. Um, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, Carmelo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, off the bench, if you need a quick bucket, you need a you need a twelve straight points. If you yeah, need twelve I mean, straight points off the bench, get Carmelo, bro. Melo, Melo, Melo is only costing vet minimum nowadays, so I'm not really mad about that. But that's not the first name I want to see. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a vet minimum. He gonna he gonna yeah, always be there. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want to see the vet minimum first. Like, I don't want to see the vet minimum. First. I want to see a mid level player first. Not no the vet. vet no vet minimums, please. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to oh, see Melo. Like, I think, <laughs> I think I think we gotta let what's the name opt in, so we can find a home for him too. Um, Montrez, let him opt into his what? Like, it's like nine point seven. We need to let him opt into that just so we can send him somewhere for something in return. Montrez, Kuzma, Kuzma got it. I think go. he's out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuzma gotta go. He gotta go. Yeah, Kuzma definitely gotta go. Kuzma gotta go. Because yo, y'all might get Lonzo back though. Uh, I mean, might he get Lonzo I mean, back though. I mean, he restricted. He restricted. So, and the, yo, the way they was treating him and the way they was treating him and Nola, he needs to just go because every t- yo, his, his name stayed in. Nah, yo, it was one point that they that they it was one point that they benched him for what's that kid name that played a point. Alexander, yeah, Alexander, Alexander Walker, yeah, Alexander Walker, yeah. Yo, they benched him for Alexander Walker to try to get Alexander Walker more minutes and to like, you know, to try to develop him at one point, bro. So he got to dip. He got to go from Nola. I know Zion and Ingram don't want them. Don't want it. Don't want him to stay. But nah, bro. Like the way he was getting treated, it was crazy. Also, they drafted a point guard last year too in the the draft, Kyra Lewis Jr. Mm. and he was the 14th pick in the draft, so they knew they, they, they knew they had Lonzo on the roster, and they still drafted Kyra Lewis number 14. So, I mean, like the writing is there. And for that reason, and for that same reason, I'm glad we brought up that because for that reason right there, Zion Williamson will eventually leave them. Zion. Yeah, he will leave them eventually. And, and just for people listening, there's reports that came out that. People in and um, Zion's family has been pushing him to seek a trade eventually from um, New Orleans. Right, right. I mean, I I don't know what David Griffin was doing last year with that roster. Like them trades he was making, I don't know what he was doing. He was making some. Number one, when he traded for Stephen Adams to bring, I, I don't know why he brought Stephen Adams over there. Yeah, like. 
Let me tell you, you know why he brought him over? He brought him over for defense. Yeah. Because Zion's going to get killed on defense, especially in the Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I see your point because the problem right. is that they occupy the same space. So yeah, like, like he don't have no, like, <laughs> like he's not, and Zion still end up averaging 27 on, like, crazy field goal percentage, breaking all type of records and shit. On, like, 80% like, field goal percentage. Yeah, like, he, he still, anyway, was still getting buckets anyway, but just the point, like, why are you bringing Steven Adams? Like, it just was, a, it's just, a, it's a bad fit, like, and he doubled down. He brought Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> like, so you put, so, like, you got two young stars with Ingram and Williamson, and then you surrounding them with Bledsoe and fucking Steven Adams. Like, it was just, they spacing was just disgusting. He needs, Zion Williamson need to play next to a five that could hit a jump shot. He can't play next yeah. to a five that and just not talking about a and we're not talking about a three. We're not talking about a three. We're talking about a person that could just hit a, a nice. Yeah, you don't want a good three, but he need to be able to. Yeah, he need to be able to score. He, he can't just be a lob threat. Like, you can't be playing with Zion, and the only thing you can do is catch lobs. Like, no, no, no. So he he got to tweak that. He got to tweak that roster. I don't know why they brought Eric, Eric, Eric Bledsoe, man. Oh man, I ain't got to say I mean, nothing. With, but with Hart and Lonzo, they had actual defense on the perimeter, but, like, that interior was, like, I mean, without, without, to be fair, without Adams, it's like, yo, that shit is barbecue chicken. Like, yeah. cats are going to get 40 points a night just straight from the paint. Shit, you know, he could have traded. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who they, who they, who they need to trade for, a five. And he could hit the three and the mid-range. Miles Turner. That's okay. who they need. That's what, that's who I want to see them go and target. Miles Turner, he... Lead leader in blocks, mm-hmm. so he can anger the he could he could he could help Zion out, help everybody out. He could hit the three, hit the mid range. He could, you know what I'm saying? He could score like they need a guy like that, like Miles Turner. Shit, a lot of teams could use him. I thought Boston should have made that trade last year, but what about Marvin know. Bagley? That's a good question. His father been asking for him to get out for past year now, but he but just get. Keep getting injured though. Yeah, yeah. He keep getting injured. He definitely he he just, he just keep getting injured. And it's crazy because I I kind of like that young not kind of I like the young core a lot. I like I like Hallie Burton game a lot. I don't I know. Think, if, I don't know if he's of him and um Fox. Yeah, if him and Fox is a, is a good fit because they essentially just they the same player, right? Yeah, I mean they played they played a lot together too though, like Hallie Burton off the bench, but he ended up closing games out at the two, and they move um, Buddy Hill to the three and then Barnes to the four. So when they close games, they 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 both on the court at the same time. But Marvin Bagley, his his position now got to be at a five because like on a team like Sacramento. Majority of the game, they playing Harrison Bones at power forward, and they got the other kid, um, Holmes. Sean Holmes. Yeah, and right, and he had a, he had a nice little season. He trying to he trying to get. I saw a report. He, he, he trying to get like 70, 80 million. So, right. So Marvin Bagley. Yeah, he. I don't know what they're gonna. I think they, I think they, I think they probably just you know either ship him. 
because this I think this this should be his last year on his rookie before they gotta either extend him or let him go, but it's not looking good for him. And that's and that's and that was my guy too, because you know I'm a Duke fan, so that was my guy. But it's not looking good. Okay, okay. Alright, so this has been another solid episode of the Respectfully Unruly Podcast. Y'all please, please give us um give us a look. You're doing some good work over here. Alright, All right. y'all. Y'all have a great night. Have a good one. Have a good one, everybody.